Episode 260 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Seminoff sitting in for Bill. Well, Ascension Via Christi has a new market leader, and we've got him on this week's podcast. Kevin Strucker, a Kansas native who grew up in multiple parts of the state, has been steadily rising in the ranks at Via Christi and was named last month to take over for Don King, who is moving to Florida within Ascension. Kevin Strecker joins us this week to talk about his new role. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is our 2022 Real Estate Awards. We profile this year's winners in many categories, including the best of commercial and residential real estate. You can read more about 40 honorees plus two who are heading into the WBJ's Real Estate Hall of Fame. The Real Estate Awards begin on page 11. This week's list is independent insurance agencies. See what companies are largest and read about how they're dealing with inflation in their industry. The list is on page eight. This month's Young Professionals series looks at rising professionals in technology. Meet more than 30 valuable techies beginning on page 45. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 60. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. It's great to have Kevin Strecker on this week's podcast. Kevin is the new market executive and senior vice president for Ascension Via Christi, which is, of course, one of two, two main hospital systems in Wichita. Kevin, thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kirk. We'll get into your new role as the as the market leader for Via Christi in Kansas, but first let's get to know you a little better. You've you've been in the Wichita market on and off for about 28 years. Tell me how you got started with the Ascension Via Christi. Well, uh, yeah, I've been here this stint for just uh, just over 20 years, and um, prior to that, I spent about four years away out of the community. But uh, even prior to that. Um, spent some time here and specifically at Via Christi. So uh, unfortunately, I am not getting to talk to Bill today. Um, I've always appreciated Bill and, and admire his career. I too thought I wanted a career in journalism. So uh, so I was a journalism major at K-State and, and my first job was uh, working for the Fort Riley Post on uh, uh on the army base and part of my responsibility was covering urban army hospital so uh, that was my first exposure to healthcare, and i quickly realized i uh, was interested in in healthcare and all it had to offer and and so that has uh, uh translated into what is now a, about a 35-year career so uh, i came to wichita in 1993 to work for a company called Health South, and shortly after that, Via Christi bought the rehab hospital on North Rock Road, which we still own today. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, served in a role there for about three years until I met my better half, 
and uh, she was finishing medical school. And if you know anything how that works, they choose where they want to go and and universities also choose back and then you match. And uh, I quickly realized we were leaving Kansas and moving to Chicago. So uh, I followed her to Chicago from about 97 to 2001. And uh, then we came back to this community, which we love and hope to call home forever. Mm -hmm. uh, why did you want to come back to Wichita? Uh, both of us grew up here. I'm from a, a large family uh, who primarily live in smaller communities around the state of Kansas. So I'm kind of a small town guy. Wichita is a great uh, big city with a small town feel. So we, we knew we wanted to come back here. And uh, honestly, the opportunity to come back to uh, Via Christi, now Ascension Via Christi, was uh, a drawback for, for not only myself, but my family. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about journalism. And you, you, at the Fort Riley Post, what was it about covering healthcare that made you realize that's a, an area you wanted to get into? What specifically? Uh, you know, this was the early 90s, so right on the heels of the Gulf War. And... Uh, there were soldiers that were returning, uh, some injured, some, you know, experiencing at the time PTSD. We didn't talk about PTSD like we do nowadays. And, and uh, I just, I was exposed to a lot. And, um, you know, I, I thought I was going to school to um, pursue a profession and quickly realized that healthcare was more of a profession, more of a vocation. So, it was just really something I was kind of called to do. Were you a natural for it? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I've been able to survive in the healthcare arena for, for quite some time. So uh, I guess to some extent, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned you're from small town Kansas. You didn't specifically mention Scott City, that which was your home, right? Uh, it, you, part of my childhood, I was born in Belleville mm -hmm. and uh, lived in Concordia and Spearville, and then ultimately uh, probably most of my formidable years in Scott City. So, Tell me about Scott City, Kansas and, and small town Kansas, not just Scott City, but what did you enjoy about growing up in those towns? Well, when I grew up, it was a, a much different time than what it is today, but um, you know, it's just everything you hear about small towns. You um, didn't have a whole lot to worry about. Uh, didn't didn't realize what you didn't have, and uh, just a great place to grow up. Um, you know, as as a large health system, we still serve many small communities, so we collaborate with a lot of the rural hospitals across the state of Kansas. First of all, those hospitals are absolutely critical to those communities. Um, not only are they a significant portion of their local commerce, they're you know, typically the largest employer, um, but it's also very important to provide access to healthcare in those hospitals. So we work a lot with them to, to do what we can to keep as much healthcare in those communities as, as possible. And then when patients need to leave for higher levels of care, you know, ideally they come to Ascension Vehicles. Mm -hmm. With a network like yours, I'm sure it's good to have someone with a background like yours uh, in the lead role, someone who, who has that experience of being a small town person uh, who are always thinking outside Wichita, I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, 
I think so. I think it has influenced some of our decisions. You know, there are, unfortunately, it's becoming harder and harder for for all hospitals, but especially those small town hospitals. And you're starting to see some of them close. And, uh, you know, we understand that there needs to be access to health care in those communities. And so in, in small communities like Fort Scott and actually Wellington just a year ago, the hospital just closed its doors. So we came in, unfortunately, you know, the economic model doesn't justify a full service hospital, but we stood up uh, an emergency department and we uh, have placed uh, primary care physicians in that community and have an array of diagnostic and ancillary services available. So, you know, we feel like our role as a health system that serves all Kansans that, uh, you know, we will do what we can to uh, ensure that all Kansans have access to healthcare. Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss the, the, the time when you came back to Wichita with, with Via Christi. You started back in about 02 and have been here for the last 20 years. Can you kind of tell us about your, your making your way up the ladder at, at Ascension? Uh, sure. I have been afforded multiple opportunities. Uh, I came as the director of radiology and, um, and uh, really didn't spend over about a year or two in any particular role. Um, I got exposed to other, what we call ancillary departments, uh, laboratory, pharmacy, respiratory therapy. Um, I, in let's see, 2010, I was given the opportunity to go out and open St. Teresa Hospital, Via Christi St. Teresa, which is our hospital in West Wichita. Um, was there for a while, we have, a large, in fact, I believe the largest multi-specialty physician practice in the state of Kansas, we call Ascension Medical Group. So in 2016, I uh, moved from the, what we call the acute care side, the hospital side to the outpatient or the physician division and, and was able to serve with, uh, with our uh, physicians and advanced practice providers and all their wonderful staff for about three years and then back to the hospital setting and and now this new opportunity. So got to see the organization from a, a lot of different angles. I have to think that that is an advantage in your role, having seen so many sides and being in so many different opportunities. Uh, I think so. You know, we're a big organization and we offer a large array of services. And um, yeah, it certainly has been helpful for me uh, as I you know, step into this role and now have responsibility for the entire organization. It's, it's nice to have served in those various different roles and kind of understand all the parts and pieces. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, early on at least, what are some of the parts of the job that you'll be tackling that, that will be challenges? Uh, so right now, um, our biggest challenge is just the, the workforce shortage. Mm -hmm. So we have spent the last two years uh, dealing with COVID as uh, has everyone, but for us, it's been a little different experience. You know, early on, it was preparing for this unknown virus and how to deal with it. And uh, we got through the first uh, surge and things started to settle down. And then this last, um, you know, December, January, February is when Omicron hit. And uh, that was a higher surge than even the first surge. And so 
it took its toll on uh, many of our people. Um, you know, we cared for more COVID patients than any other hospital in the state of Kansas. And uh, as a result, many of our people, um, you know, we were talking earlier about PTSD. Literally, people have PTSD over it. Uh, we saw more death than we've seen in a typical year. And uh, so all of that takes its toll on people. And, and uh, so as a result, um, you know, we've had some people leave us. Some people retired. Some people decided that the high acuity, um, you know, sick patient care setting is not for them. And we certainly understand that. So, you know, as with any industry, there's, there are staffing challenges right now with national labor participation rates. And, and um, so it's not just us, but um, we are, you know, right now faced with a, a time where, um, you know, we've had a rough couple of years and everybody's in a healing process and we're anxious to, to look forward. Does that problem, does the pandemic's uh, effect on, on, on workforce and staffing in a hospital network, are, do you look at that as a short-term problem that you have to overcome or, or are there signs that it's, it's going to be long-term? It really will have an effect on long-term staffing, not just at Ascension, but, but everywhere. Well, uh, you know, there was a shortage of certain disciplines within healthcare before COVID. So if we take nursing as an example, there was already a shortage of nurses. Uh, when you look at the age distribution of nurses, it's heavily weighted towards that baby boomer population. And some of them are starting to think about retirement or do, do other things. And, um, and then when you look at the pipeline, at least in the state of Kansas, the Kansas Board of Regents is, is uh, reporting that we've had three years of declines in enrollment in the colleges of health professions. So things like nursing and respiratory therapy and physical therapy and, and go down the list. So yeah, it's a challenge. Uh, it's gonna force healthcare institutions to think about how we do things differently, uh, implement new models of care. And, uh, and so, if anybody's listening, it's important. You know, if you have children, healthcare is an incredible, uh, not just a profession, but a vocation. And uh, we hope to, you know, see more and more young folks, well, anybody who's decides it's not too late in life to pursue a career in healthcare. And, and the other thing too is, uh, Kirk, is, you know, it's not just those programs that re require specific education, be it nursing or respiratory therapy. You know, we have a lot of other people who serve here who don't have to go through specific programs. So, you know, our environmental services teammates um, are the most important person in our organization that, that reduce risk of infection. Our biomedical engineers who keep all of our equipment running, our food and nutrition servers who play a critical role in the healing process. So, um, so it's not just, you know, the bedside care providers, it's, it's a uh, healthcare is a team sport. It takes a lot of different teammate or different players and disciplines to field the team. Mm -hmm. You were chief operating officer during the pandemic. Can you talk about you know, what your roles were, what you were responsible for, and then also has, has that been the biggest challenge of your career? Uh, it has been the biggest challenge just because it, 
there was so much unknown. Um, so if you go back to the, the spring of 2020, when COVID hit, we, you know, it was late March of 2020 when COVID made its way to Kansas. I think it was March 23rd that there was a positive diagnosis in Kansas City, and we, we knew it was coming our way. And uh, so just rallying the troops, preparing for it, going to all the effort to, to purchase as much what we call PPE, personal protective equipment as possible. So from gowns to gloves to masks um, and preparing for something that we had never been through uh, uh, was you know, the biggest challenge. And you know, our community rallied, people stayed home, they socially distanced and there was a real lull in activity for about the first six months. And then the winter months, we saw our first spike the winter months of 2020 and 2021. And, uh, you know, got back to some normalcy, but then that spike uh, this last winter really took its toll on the organization mm -hmm. and all healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. uh, we've, we've had people in uh, from KU Med and, and elsewhere who have told us that, you know, the, it may not be a pandemic, it may be an endemic uh, that we need to treat this as from now on that we will never forget it will never it won't completely go away do you agree with that and 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 how does a hospital uh change over like that i guess uh i would agree with that based on what our lead physicians here locally are saying and you know how we prepare for it is just always uh doing what we can to have personal protective equipment for staff be cutting edge and how we're dealing with these patients. Um, I'm very proud to say that while we took care of more patients than any other hospital in the state of Kansas, we also benchmark ourselves uh, in terms of outcomes with other Ascension markets. So Ascension's a big national organization. And uh, we had some of the, the lowest mortality rates throughout our entire organization. And that's because of the hard work and the preparation that, that a whole team of people did. And so keeping those people engaged and focused on, you know, how do we treat this next variant? Where do we place patients so they don't cause infection uh, control issues with other patients? Just all those things are, are um, efforts that are constantly underway to, to deal with what is, to your point, probably going to be an endemic. Mm -hmm. uh you're in charge now, you know, you've, you've, you've had uh, lead roles over the years at Ascension Via Christi, but now you're the guy, let's say. Uh, are you uncomfortable in that role? Are you looking forward to that role? Are you uh, an outgoing person who relishes that kind of contact with the public? <laughs> uh, am I that kind of person? Probably not. Uh, am I ready for this opportunity? I, I think so. I've, you know, I've been here, now 21 years plus my prior stint. So in total, probably 24, 25. Um, I care about this organization deeply and the people who serve here. Um, so it's an exciting opportunity. It's stressful in that, you know, we, we care for people in their most vulnerable times. And, um, and you know, that can be challenging, um, but, we have so many great people who 
devote their professional lives to making this organization fantastic and serving the people who come here in times of need. And so I just, I get to look around and see all these wonderful people and I'm uplifted every day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrific. Uh, best of luck, continued success to you and your new role. And uh, we'll be checking in with you as you, as you keep going in it. Thanks for okay. joining the podcast. Thank you, Kirk. Have a great day. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 260. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.